You're listening to the Renovation Student Ministry Podcast. For more information on RSM, visit us online at therenovation.church. Today's message is presented by our student pastor, Gabe Pecoraro. So raise your hand if you feel like you're always low on time. Raise your hand if you feel like you don't ever have enough time. Raise your hand if you feel like you're running out of time. Raise your hand if you feel like you got too much time. Only a couple, that's what I figured, that's what I figured. Well, we are talking about time tonight and how we spend it. Um, I want to make sure that we are good to go for the parent meeting, so I'm gonna be moving pretty quick tonight, all right? But before we get going, I wanna pray and get our hearts right, all right? So let's bow together. Lord, thank you for this night. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you for your love and your mercy. I pray that you um, would center our hearts in this moment. Help us to be open to hear from you, open to receive what it is that you have to say. And I ask this in your name, amen. All right, the title of the message tonight is Manage Your Time, Change Your Life, all right? So we got a couple of, we got a couple of different sayings that I wanna throw at you. We must use time as a tool, not as a couch. John F. Kennedy said that. Time is what we want most, but what we use worst. Time is the most valuable thing a man can spend. The key in not spending time, or the key is, is not spending time, but investing it. Men talk of killing time while time quietly kills them. Regret for wasted time is more wasted time. It's not that we have little time, but more that we waste a good deal of it. And last but not least, the way we spend our time defines who we are. And so the first point for tonight is you are responsible for the way that you spend your time. There's a verse, Psalm 90, 12, it says this, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And this verse is written by Moses. Y'all know who Moses is, right? He was the one, went to Pharaoh, let my people go. And they took him out, right? They took him out. Y'all don't know about that old school song. I'm, I'm, I'm getting old in my jokes. Y'all don't know about it. But that's what happened, right? Moses led God's people, the Israelites, out of Egypt and towards the promised land. And Moses, we, most commentators think, wrote this psalm. And what we know about this psalm is that more than likely it happened at a time in his life around Numbers chapter 20. And in Numbers chapter 20, we see that Moses' sister Miriam dies. So she passes away. We also see that Moses messes up. He strikes the rock at Horeb. The rock splits, water comes out of it. And because he did not trust in God in that moment as God's appointed leader, did not trust that God would provide, God says no to you being able to lead the people into the promised land. And the last thing we see in Numbers chapter 20 is Moses' brother Aaron dies. So what do we see? We see Moses is in the midst of an extremely, extremely tough, difficult time. And what is he doing? He's asking God to teach him to number his days that he may gain a heart of wisdom. You see, oftentimes I think, and I was just, I was at a funeral last week playing for a lady. Um, and, and she passed away and was playing at her funeral. And the whole time at the funeral, Jason, our discipleship pastor, was the one speaking. And he was talking about how this lady lived her life in an awesome way. She cared for people. She loved people. And it was super encouraging to be able to celebrate the funeral of, of someone who 
is not forever gone, but is way better than we're doing right now is with Jesus. And it was a celebration. And the whole time I'm thinking about, man, I need to make sure that when I do my life, I do my life the way she did it. Loving other people, doing my time well. I'm not just sitting on Instagram scrolling. I'm not just looking at YouTube guitar videos all the time. I'm spending my time well. And here's the thing that I was thinking about when prepping this message was oftentimes as people, it takes us coming to tragedy to actually examine the way that we spend our time. Because at the end, it, it, when people are on their deathbed, they do not say, man, I wished I spent you know, more time surfing on TikTok or more time making sure that I look good for Be Real or more time making sure that my atmosphere for Be Real looks like I'm being real, doing something really cool, but in reality, I just waited two and a half hours so I looked like I was looking cool. Or, oh, I just was keeping up all my 900 Snapchat streaks because I wanna be the best. People don't look back on their deathbed and say, man, I wish I could have spent more time doing that. It's no, I wish I could have spent more time with my family. I wish I could have spent more time pursuing God in the natural so that I had the peace that surpasses understanding in the natural. I wish that I had spent more time building into my faith. I wish I had spent more time building into other people. And I want to encourage us as we start a new year, let's not make tragedy the thing that makes us examine our time. Let's let a new day be the thing that makes us examine the way that we spend our time. And what do we know? We know that we have to be taught to number our days, meaning we have to be taught to learn that living with dying thoughts is the way to die with living comforts. What do I mean by that? Living with the thoughts of, hey, I want to build into a heavenly home. I want to build into loving people. I want to build into something that's gonna outlast me is the way to die with peace in your heart. And life is short. You guys are not invincible. I'm sorry to tell you, you're in middle school. You can do things now. You are responsible for your time now. So point number one, you are responsible for the way that you spend your time. And point number two is don't overcomplicate things. So Daniel 6.10, you guys all know the story about Daniel and the lion's den, right? Thank you, thank you. It's good to hear from you guys finally. So Daniel 6.10, and this is what it says, but when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he went home and knelt down as usual in his upstairs room with its windows open towards Jerusalem. He prayed three times a day, just as he had always done, giving thanks to God. So what do we see? In the midst of this decree that you were supposed to worship this 90-foot gold statue of the king, and you couldn't worship any other god, if so, you're getting thrown in the lion's den, what does Daniel do? Daniel doesn't rise to the level of his dreams and aspirations. He falls back to the level of his habits. So it was the things that Daniel had habitually done, meaning daily, meaning a routine, meaning a rhythm, the things that he did regularly were the things that he continued to do. You see, oftentimes we get mad at ourselves because we're not becoming a better person in some aspect of our life, but all the habits we have are actually running in the opposite direction of where we wanna go. If you wanna spend less time on social media, stop spending time on social media. Put a screen limit on your phone. If you wanna start being nice to people, well, maybe you should start reading the word and be transformed by it so the fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control can overflow out of you. 
if your habits don't look like something, don't look like the direction you want to be headed in your life, you're not gonna get there. If I want I use this example all the time. If I wanna be a professional basketball player, but I'm really, really good at chess and don't practice basketball, am I gonna become a ba- professional basketball player? There you go. If you want to grow in an area, yet your life does not look like you want to grow in that area, are you gonna grow in that area? No, it's simple. So what did Daniel do? Daniel made it really, really simple. Three times a day. Maybe it was breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Maybe for Daniel, maybe his sandal straps came undone three times a day. And so every time he built or he knelt down to get his Jerusalem fours tied back up, he went and said a prayer because it was simple. I'm already knelt down. You know what it is? Tebow. He invented the Tebow. It could have very well been that. It could have been that Daniel ate three times a day. It could have been that Daniel had to poop three times a day. And so when Daniel's sitting there popping a squat, he says a prayer because I'm already sat down quiet. Let's just do it, right? Make it simple, don't overcomplicate it. Don't overcomplicate things. I got a couple of examples for you, okay? Okay, so first things first. Let's say maybe you feel like you spend too much time on social media. Who would take an honest assessment of their life and say, I spend too much time on Snapchat, TikTok, Be Real, YouTube, Instagram, whatever? A lot of us, right? And those of you not raising your hand, either you don't have a phone, don't have it, or you're lying, I just know. So that's how it is, right? So let's not overcomplicate things in how to get better in our life. How about you set a screen time limit and you have you not be the one who knows the password? That simple. You can't break it and I promise it'll be there tomorrow. So, when, so let's say, honestly, I know some of y'all spending more than five hours a day on the same, the same social media platform. I know some of y'all probably spending eight hours a day playing video games. Let's say... What you do is you say, hey, I am going to limit myself to one hour a day. Because I think oftentimes we overcomplicate it and we get super over ambitious. And we say, I'm taking everything out, cold turkey, I'm never doing this again. And what we do is we overestimate what we can do in the short run and underestimate what small changes make in the long run. So. Let's say instead of saying I'm cutting everything cold for an hour, guess what? You just bought back two or three hours of time. That simple. Two or three hours of time over the course of a week, that's 14 to 21 hours. You see what I'm saying here? And that begins to exponentially multiply. And all of a sudden you're coming to me saying, Gabe, all of a sudden I started reading my Bible because I have all this free time. I don't even know what to do. So I finally read my Bible. I was so bored I read my Bible and I actually liked it. Like that will be what happens. Don't overcomplicate it. Keep it simple. Or another one. Raise your hand if you genuinely, and I'm not raising my hand for this. If you genuinely feel like you're a good listener. A couple people. And some of you guys are naturally gifted in listening. So I'm cool. I am not naturally gifted in listening. I am the king of as you are asking the question, I already got my answer. Eden's nodding her head because I've done it to her before. Ellie will nod her head too. I am the king of this. Let's, let's a simple way to become a better listener in our life. All right? We're gonna, we're gonna do a little, we're gonna do a little play-by-play, all right? So in this example, I am 
Jeffrey's mother. And I'm driving, and I picked him up from school, and I turn around, and I say, Jeffrey, how was school today? What's your first answer? Okay? Praise God. So so that's your first answer, right? So Jeffrey is gonna work on becoming a better listener, okay? So what Jeffrey's gonna do is Jeffrey's gonna answer the question and then it's Jeffrey's mom and he knows I got a cannon, I can go. But he's gonna ask, how was my day? And then we're gonna proceed to have a conversation. So here's here's second example. Hey Jeffrey, how was your day today? Hi. Because I didn't prepare for it. Oh, maybe you should prepare for it. Study some. But I like Instagram more. Okay, okay, I get that. I get that. Well, I'm glad you talked to me today. So there's a little bit of a difference there. Jeffrey was slightly short, slightly short, but he also sat there and listened. What am I saying? Through the simple habit of hey. I'm actually gonna have a conversation with my mom and answer, I just have about 180 days that are in the school to become a better listener through a simple thing because either way, I'm gonna be stuck in the car with my mom. So I can either put my AirPods in or for some of y'all, I can put my FairPods in or I can talk to my mom. That simple, right? Last thing, I wanna get better at following Jesus. I wanna do that. Okay, let's look at my life. Let's look at how I spend my time. So first things first, maybe I wanna get better at praying. I feel like when I pray to God, I feel like I have to make it this super crazy long prayer and say thou and thee and talk in you know, Shakespearean language because I don't know any better. I wanna get better. I want it to be a conversation because from what I've heard, it's just a conversation with a God who loves me. So a simple thing to not overcomplicate it. Take a sticky note, put it on your mirror. For some of y'all, this is gonna teach you that you need to brush your teeth every day too. Put it on your bathroom mirror and all it says, reminder, thank God for today. That's good, brush teeth. Thank God for today. Ask him what he wants me to do and tell him my troubles. So every day you have just a simple little reminder. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for life. Thank you for breath. Thank you for what you do. Lord, what do you want me to do? I feel like I'm having this falling out with my friend and I don't know what to do. Would you just give me the wisdom and what to do and would you bring my heart peace? Here's the thing. If you brush your teeth every day and hopefully two times a day as you should, you just then 365 days said a prayer to God Ask him what he wants you to do, opened your heart to that, and told him your troubles. And hopefully two times a day. That, Gabe, that's like maybe a minute prayer. That's not even that great. You weren't doing anything before. You see what I'm saying? And so by making things simple, by taking a goal and making it actually attainable, you are going to grow so much further. Remember, oftentimes we overestimate what we need to do in the short run. We feel like we need to get everything accomplished. I need to wake up at four in the morning and I need to pray 14 hours straight. You're not gonna do that. You're not, it's just not gonna happen. But you make it simple. As I'm brushing my teeth, I have a little sticky note and I'm gonna thank God for this day. I'm gonna ask him what he wants me to do. And then I'm gonna tell him my worries or my troubles. I'm gonna bring those to him. 
that's actually attainable. And if you have good hygiene, you're gonna do it twice a day. That's pretty cool, right? So don't overcomplicate things. And last point is check your priorities. And we talked about this a little bit at the beginning of the message, but that quote of, um, let me pull it back up, let me pull it back up. But the quote of the way we spend our time defines who we are. And so if our time says that all we do is Snapchat and TikTok, then that means our priorities are only Snapchat and TikTok. And that defines us as a person who feels like maybe they need affirmation from other people or they need to keep up their streaks to feel like they're anybody. Or I need to look a certain way to a certain group of people and that's the priority in my life. Check your priorities. Take an honest look at the way that you spend your time. And does it say, hey, my time says I am a person who wants to become a better follower of Jesus every day. Or does my time say I'm a person who is so addicted to what is going on in the world that I can't look up for half a second before feeling lonely? What does your time say about you? There's a famous quote, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And that's a, that's a very true quote a lot of the times because a lot of times we're the product of our environment, right? But I think there's also something else that reigns true in this. And show me how you spend your time and I'll show you your future. So let's think about this. If you spend hours and hours on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Be Real, et cetera, et cetera, you know the deal, right? Then I imagine your future's not gonna look any different than today. The same problems are still gonna be happening. The same drama is still gonna be happening. You're probably gonna still be backstabbing the same people. It's all gonna be the same. But if each and every single one of your days, you're, you're implementing new little habits, such as the prayer habit, right? Let's, let's think about this. Let's say that for the next month, you pray on the mirror, right? You've got the, you got the sticky note and you're praying as you're brushing your teeth. And what you realize, because this is true, when we seek, we will find. That's what scripture says. And I prompt, like, please test scripture out because te like scripture never returns void. So when you test it out, you're gonna see it's true, right? Test it out. You pray, you do the mirror thing. You recognize over the past month, there's been so much more peace in my heart. My problems maybe haven't gone away, but the peace that I have when walking through those things has been so much more. And just like what Victoria said, Psalm 34, eight, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed are those who take refuge in him. As you taste and see that the Lord is good and that his promises are true, what are you gonna do? You're not gonna say, oh, I want less of that. You're gonna say, I want more of that. And so your prayer life, it may be, oh, I've been putting a sticky note on the mirror and that's what I've been doing. But honestly, I feel like that's great. I wanna do something more. And so what you then do next, keep it simple right before you brush your teeth because now you're brushing your teeth two times a day, two, maybe even three if you're feeling real spiritual that day. It's crazy. But maybe what you do is you start a prayer journal. And instead of reading the, reading the sticky note and then praying, you write down your prayers. And, and sometimes you open up your prayer journal because you take it to school with you, you just keep it with you and you just write down prayers the minute that you think of them. And then all of a sudden, instead of just praying, hey God, thank you for this day, what do you want me to do? And here's my burdens. You see that there's a guy in school 
he's sitting by himself at the lunch line. And so you go talk to him and, and you realize that he doesn't have a lot of friends. And because you have your prayer journal with him, you sit, you hang out with him. When you leave, you jot a little prayer down for him because it's there with you. And that continues to happen. What am I saying? These habits build on each other. Start small. Don't overcomplicate things. But if you're gonna start at all, you have to examine your time. Where is my time being spent? What am I doing? And honestly, I feel like if we had a screen time report on our entire life, a lot of us would be ashamed. And I think if we had to show that to our friends, it would show that we may not be the person who we say we are. Or if we had to give an account to God, and honestly, you're gonna have to give an account to God for your time. You're gonna have to give an account to God, so you're gonna have to give an account for your time. And if you were to have that conversation right now with God, would you be ashamed to tell him of the way that you spend your time? I want you guys to think about that. But I also want you to know that you serve a loving and gracious God, one who knows that we are going to mess up and one who gave us the wonderful gift out of his love of free will, that we can choose to love God. But what we know about God is when we seek him, we will find him and God has not gone anywhere. And we know that while we were dead in sin, Christ loved us so much to the point of dying on the cross. So know that you have a God who loves you a God who walks beside you. He is Emmanuel, God with you. And a God who I promise, if you genuinely go to him and do what David did in Psalm 139 and says, search me, O God, and know me. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. He's gonna, he's gonna do that. And also if you do what Moses did and, and he says, teach me to number my days, God's gonna do that. So my challenge to you guys for this year, look at your life. Look at how you're spending your time and find a simple habit that you can implement in your life to do following Jesus better. Thank you for listening to the Renovation Student Ministries podcast. Find out more about following Jesus and building his kingdom at therenovation.church.